Welcome to Front Office Pros, Joe. It's a happy new year to you and to everyone else watching the show, but it also means that the fantasy football season for 2023 has come to a close. We're flipping over uh, the calendar to 2024, so we're going to be talking about players that you should be targeting in your dynasty leagues in this offseason. Hut, hut, hike! Yeah, definitely. Happy New Year, Steve, and everyone else out there. And uh, yeah, unless people actually play out Week 18 in fantasy, most people, you know, finished up their championships uh, this past weekend. I happen to be champion in one league. Unfortunately, lost in another one. But, uh, you know, I won in the league. I had Christian McCaffrey lost in the league. I faced Christian McCaffrey in the championship. And that seemed to be the common denominator for most people, I'm sure. But going back to the, you know, Trade targets here for the dynasty. First player I'm going to mention is quarterback Matthew Stafford. Now you're probably wondering, you know, it's in a dynasty league. Why in the world am I proposing to trade Matthew Stafford? Guy who's 35, going to be 36 next year. But I think, you know, if you're a win now team looking to secure a quarterback um, and just want some consistency or even playing a, you know, a super flex league, I think Stafford's somebody that you can definitely add. People are, you know, worried about his injury how that could affect him this year. And honestly, it really hasn't affected him much, and he's played really well. He's got a young core around him, obviously. Pukunakua turned out to be a great draft pick. He's a huge weapon for him. Um, even Demarcus Robinson playing and still has Cooper Cup there as well. But you're talking about with one game left in the season to go here, he's at just under 4,000 yards passing. He's had 24 touchdowns and 11 interceptions and you know if your fantasy league dead end he's currently the quarterback 15 in leagues so obviously super flex or you just want a solid qb2 uh matt stafford's your guy and on our trade value charts he's pretty low you know he's around the russell wilson kirk cousins baker mayfield area but you could even trade a guy like uh Derek carr geno smith and Deshaun watson i'd probably rather have matt stafford than those three guys yeah, that's crazy. You know, according to the Draft Sharks trade value chart, that that you know people would be willing to have those guys over Matthew Stafford. He was a guy, Joe. You and I talked about. We thought he should retire, uh, based on that brutal injury that he had, and that one bad injury could be you know career over. So, but he has really proved uh, the doubters wrong, including you and me. The other thing I thought was interesting about Stafford is. You could basically, in a super flex league or not, um, their trade value chart allows you to see both. You could basically get trade him for like a mid-second round pick. I feel like that's worth it, especially if you're a contending team. He's the type of guy that you may rotate in as a starter. So, And especially in a super flex league, you'd be happy to have him, especially with the guys like Kapuka Dekua, Cooper Cup probably is going to be back. You know, you got a lot of weapons there. Kyron Williams came out of nowhere this year. So I, I like the call. Yeah, I mean, I was really worried about not only his injury, but, you know, the offensive line, that really hasn't seemed to be concerned. And, you know, just credit to Sean McVay and this offense. Everyone thought the Rams were just going to be a crapshoot this year, and they've been everything but and now a dangerous team in the playoffs. So my first trade target, and I'm going to get some flack on this one, Joe. <laughs> it's going to be running back Najee Harris. Najee had a disappointing 2023 season, I'll admit. Uh, he finished uh, as a running back 27, so right outside that RB2 area. Uh, he's a guy for me that's going to take a sizable bump down in my dynasty rankings. I had him way too high, uh, primarily because I think for my own personal self, I, I highly value volume. 
Uh, and he's a guy who gets is one of the best um, as far as the amount of opportunities he gets. Um, but you could just see, I mean, his lack of explosiveness. I and mean, you've been calling that out for a while, Joe. He's not the most explosive guy. You've seen his counterpart in Jalen Warren. Um, he's become more and more involved in that offense because of how explosive he is compared to Najee. But, but back to Najee, he had his most productive game of the season against the Seahawks. He had 27 carries, 122 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, he's not in, in, he wasn't involved in the passing game. But the reason why I would trade for him is, to me, he's a solid RB2 uh, that gives you volume. I don't think he's ever going to be a league winner for you. I think he probably will never be better than what he was his rookie season. But what I like about him is he gives you a consistent floor of opportunities. Uh, and, and honestly, you don't need a stud at every position. I think that's a mistake. I think you got to have some studs, obviously, to lead your, you know, you're, you know, you got to lead your team, but you also need some guys who are just going to be consistent floor options. And just due to his volume, you're going to get that. And here's the thing the team that probably drafted him, if he, they haven't traded him already, he was probably at, most likely, I would think, Joe, a top five dynasty pick at the time during his rookie draft. Um, you know, it was kind of between him and, and Travis Etienne. I think Najee probably, and people end up drafting Najee over Etienne in that, you know, during that draft. But needless to say, you know, when it comes down to that, they've been probably very disappointed with Najee Harris. He's only been kind of going down. So as a result, you might not have to give up too much to get him. Uh, and like you've talked about, Joe, I don't really know what his future holds after his, you know, once he, he has next day, I think they have to accept his fifth year option this year. So it'd be really interesting to see if they do. I don't think they will, um, which means then he only has one year or two years left, regardless of what they decide. But anyways, when it comes down to it, I think I'd be willing to trade away the likes of Joe Mixon. We've talked about him in the past. He's going to be free agent. I don't think he, I don't know if he'll go anywhere. Jack Henry is also a free agent. He's very old. He's 29 years old. Um, Ty J Spears, I know people are really jump on the bandwagon with him, but I just think that they'll bring another running back into Tennessee. He's not going to be the guy. Um, he's more of a change of pace, explosive running back. Um, Jalen Warren, I think you know, I personally would rather have. I understand Jalen Warren's more explosive. I don't think Warren's a, a league winner, but he can win you some matchups depending on if he goes off. I'd rather have the consistent RB2 than the inconsistent game winner if that makes sense uh and then uh you know deandre swift he's another free agent guy who's done very well in philadelphia but his future looks a little murky don't know what it has in store I'd rather have the the possibility of another two years of Najee in pittsburgh so uh that's that's who i'm going for joe yeah i'm not surprised that you know you stick your gun steve i mean you're you've been a Najee guy you've been sticking with them uh don't mind your rollout and at the same time you know i think that's you, you were right, though. I mean, you can't have studs at every position, and it's a common misconception that, like, just go nuts with all these ceiling guys. Like, you do have to have a mix. I mean, you need somebody that's going to get you that floor ceiling, especially, you know, if you got, like, a Brees Hall on your team, he's your ceiling guy. You know, he's got the opportunity to win you weeks, but for the weeks that he doesn't boom, you need somebody that's going to be a solid four, and I think Najee could do that. I, I mean, it's interesting. I mean – we know that Steelers aren't going to resign him whenever his contract is up. It'll be interesting if they do end up going with the fifth-year option, um, to your point. And that's where I think I would just rather have a little bit more of the potential longevity with Jalen Warren at this point and brings you that explosiveness. But I, I do understand what you what you got there and with Najee. And for whatever reason, like 
Najee just doesn't play well in the first half of the year, but then you get him in the second half of the year when things start to matter. All of a sudden, this guy turns it on. And I know I pick on him for his lack of efficiency, but, um, you know, watching him uh, play against the Seattle Seahawks, I mean, he was breaking tackles and he was actually averaging like five yards a carry or close to it. And he was averaging at 5.6 at one point. Uh, I'm not sure if he finished that way or not, but when he breaks tackles, I mean, he has that ability to be a little more efficient, but I don't know. I don't know what it is between the first half and the second half, but play him for the second half of the year, I guess. Well, and if it's the identity of the team, you know, they're a ground and pound heavy defense team. You know, I mean, they've got Mason Rudolph at quarterback. He's been doing a little bit better for them, you know, versus what Pickett and, you know, Trubisky did. But at the end of the day, you know, they're not, it's not the Steelers of Ben Roethlisberger's days when he's throwing, you know, 500 right. attempts, you know, and to a ton of receivers just don't have the quarterback play to support that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, if they still had a guy like Big Ben out there, I mean, Jalen Warren would be that much more valuable with how much he would just dump that off. <laughs> absolutely. So are you enjoying this video so far? Well, if you are, show your support to our new channel by hitting the subscribe button and liking this video. We'll be creating videos all NFL season long, so you're not going to want to miss what we have in store. So my next uh, player to bring up here to trade for is going to be running back Isaiah Pacheco. And I, you know, I know he's a Kansas City Chief player, but I just really enjoy watching this guy play. He just runs so hard. He's so physical. And next year, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, he's going to be gone. He's a free agent. And this opportunity for Pacheco to really be his backfield this coming up, I mean, I know there's potential for to bring him in, bring somebody else in. But I think the Chiefs just like this guy and like the physicality he brings. And he really is the heartbeat of that offense right now. With the, with the struggles and the lack of talent that they have on the field at the moment. But the ever since November 5th, um, Pacheco's you know involvement has increased. He's gotten double-digit carries in every single week since then. Also had five touchdowns over that six-week span. And he's even in, increased his utilization from last year. Went from 170 attempts to 205 this year with another week to go. And then also... Uh, picked up more in the receiving game as well. You know, if you're playing in the PPR leagues, um, one for 13 receptions all the way up to 44 this year. You know, so that's nice to see. And hopefully next year things will start, you know, continue to increase. But he also, uh, so far through 17 weeks, finished as the RB13 as well, which is which is pretty, pretty nice. Um, just outside, you know, RB1 territory in a usual 12-person league. And some guys that I'd be willing to trade for him, you know, honestly, Austin Eckler is old, um, got Tony Pollard, who was disappointing. And I think I'd even, you know, be willing to do a guy like Rashad White, your ultimate volume play there, Steve. Um, I just don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting what Tampa does is Baker Mayfield back in that offense. And he really feeds into Rashad White with how much he likes to just dump the ball and feed him those receptions. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I think when it comes to Pacheco, I think it's sort of a, a kind of being a prisoner in the, of the moment. The Kansas City Chiefs offense as a whole is struggling mightily. And as a result, whether you read in the reports or not, whether Andy Reid is simplifying the play calls and you know they're they're trying to make it more simple concepts and all this other stuff. You can see at least I saw on a, from watching the game they are relying heavily on Pacheco because that's like the only thing that's working right now 
is really just making sure Pacheco gets a huge amount of the volume. And he has done really well with it. I just am going to think that for them, I don't think it's going to result in a winning formula for them. So I think that they're going to do a lot of changes this offseason, giving Patrick Mahomes more weapons. Because I don't think they're going to say to themselves, the way we win is through using Pacheco. Like They're saying we don't have enough weapons to help Patrick Mahomes. So I think that right now, Pacheco is like at an all-time high. But I just don't see that going forward it's going to be like that. So I think you're going to be disappointed because I think he'll depreciate. I, I don't hate the guys you're saying you're going to trade. Ackler's a free agent this year. He might even retire, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know who would want to acquire Ackler right now, um, just based on his situation. Uh, you know, I would – Pollard, I've been – you know, I don't like Pollard. I, I was off on him from the beginning. You knew that, and, I and you know, that it resulted that way. Rashad White's an interesting one. I kind of, I'd rather have White, but if he stays the starter, and he may not, like you said. So that's right. an interesting one. That's an interesting one because Pacheco will maintain the starter role. Uh, you know, I don't know if they'll bring in, they might bring another running back in. I don't know, but uh, they probably will because McKinnick's a free agent. McKinnon's a free agent, so is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So they'll probably bring somebody else in as well to kind of, kind of be that 1B type of role. So, you know, I just don't know if I believe in his future. So I, I don't know if I'd want – he's not a guy I would target right now. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I, I don't know. I just think Kansas City could also change their offense. I mean, we uh, – who knows? Kelsey might retire, and that could also spark some different things. This, you know, Kansas City offense hasn't been what we thought. Obviously, you know, you mentioned the lack of talent. Rasheed Rice is the only reliable weapon outside of IJ Pacheco right now. Definitely think that will change, I mean, as they try to bring – somebody in I guess it'll depend on what other pieces they're able to bring in but I still think he's potentially going to be a foundation piece of this offense just because they they like to be a physical team they have a pretty physical defense and Pacheco just brings that physicality and gets them you know nice yards on first downs and sets up the rest of their offense um Holmes has definitely had a rough season there's no doubt about that I think there's there's not enough talk honestly they talk about how the team is kind of in disarray, but they don't talk about how bad Mahomes has performed, um, you know, as far as all the turnovers. Well, I think everyone's just giving him a pass because they see all the drops happening and just know that they have a lack of talent at wide receiver at this point. And I think they're giving him the ultimate pass, but you're definitely not wrong. If I feel like if it was somebody else and not Patrick Mahomes, they'd definitely be getting more ridiculed and more talked about. So my next trade target is going to be wide receiver Jalen Hyatt, a former third-round pick out of the University of Tennessee. He ended up having a quiet rookie season this year. He finished as the wide receiver in 97 in PPR with 38 targets, 22 receptions, 368 receiving yards with zero touchdowns. For me, you've been able to see the speed on the field, and you can't teach speed, Joe. So for me, that already is something that kind of separates him from the rest. But, you know, I believe in Brian Dayball to be able to develop this guy. I think they're going to continue to develop the route. That was his biggest knock coming into the draft was he's just a fly guy. He can't, you know, he can't you know run all the different routes on the route tree. I think the biggest question mark for him and his success going forward is who's going to be the quarterback for the New York Giants. Right now, the New York Giants are projected to have a top five pick, uh, you know, in this heavy quarterback class. Uh, so, I mean, you've got the likes of... I mean, it's probably one of the – this draft class may have up to five quarterbacks, I think, drafted in the first round possibly. You know, you've got the Heisman winner with Jaden Daniels. 
You've got, uh, you know, Bo Nix out of Oregon. You got Caleb Williams, Drake May, JJ McCarthy. I mean, there's Michael Penix. I mean, there's a lot of different quarterbacks coming out uh, that are going to be really, really interesting. And so as a result, Giants are going to have their pick at, at one of those guys. I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer. Uh, he they, he was inherited by the Dayball uh, regime. So I think uh, they're going to try to get their own guy, him and Joe Shane. So as a result, I think Hyatt could really take that next step forward. And I think being that people have not seen it yet, and we live in a society and a culture that they want stuff instantaneously you know give it to me now if i don't get it then you know that 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 owner might be getting a little antsy so to me i try to trade for him you know according to the dynasty trade value chart over at draft sharks here he's not even equivalent to a fourth round pick that's a drop in the bucket send a fourth round pick to this guy this guy's got great potential i would gladly trade for him and i'd also be willing to trade away the likes of wide receiver elijah moore uh, Rashid Shahid, Jacoby Myers, and Romeo Dobbs. All these guys are, you know, supposedly higher than him. And I would much rather take the flyer, no pun intended, and go with Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, I do think uh, he's definitely worth a flyer. Um, you know, we've seen the talent. We've seen that, you know, him get down the field just like he did in college, you know, in his one trick. It, you know, I don't necessarily think the lack of the route trees, you know, definitely – potentially a negative. I mean, if you're really good at something and you have that speed, they're going to find a way to utilize it and get you the ball. And they, and they really have, um, I've been impressed with him and when he's been given the opportunities and he's even made the tough contested catches as well, which is something you like to see, especially from a rookie wide receiver. So I do think you're right. I think this is the right time to buy kind of before you see what the giants potentially do at quarterback. And maybe the, his value goes up because that is the one major question is, you know, quarterback who's going to be throwing him the ball and obviously wide receivers are heavily reliant on that so i'd do it now before that becomes a little more solidified and more interest comes around him and his price goes up he's a great rebuild flyer i mean for me if i was an owner who had like mike williams you know with all the you know chaos that's going to come with the chargers he might not even be on the roster that he might be a cap casualty uh, you know, I, I, I would try to trade Mike Williams and you could probably get Jalen Hyatt plus, I would think, uh, you know, for and that to me, that's a rebuild kind of, kind of you, you don't think so? You really think you could? I don't know. I, I'm curious. I'd be curious to see what people, how people value Mike Williams, I guess. I, you know, I, maybe it's just me and I've been out of them, this guy just because he can't stay healthy and he's just so unreliable and that, that makes me not like him, but maybe there is other people that value him differently. Yeah, that would be interesting. We got a poll thing we'd be able to say. Yeah. Uh, but uh, those are our four trade targets heading into the Dynasty offseason for 2024. We're going to be here throughout the whole offseason and talk about uh, the free agency, the draft, you name it. We're going to be uh, doing videos weekly, so you're not going to want to miss that. We'll be back next week to talk about some lessons that we learned uh, from the 2023 season and what we'll be taking with us to 2024. Thank you so much for watching and until next time.